RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Today's Daily Star Trek News is supported by listeners like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash Daily Star Trek News. Hello and welcome to your Daily Star Trek News from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. I'm Alison Pitt, and today is Tuesday, May 19th, 2020. On today's show, Jeffrey Combs replies to a fan's suggestion that he play Dr. Boyce in Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Composer Jeff Russo explains how he's recording Discovery's Season 3 score remotely. And I've got this week's Trek trivia. All of that, coming up next. Over the weekend, Star Trek fans across the internet were abuzz with the news of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. The newly announced series from CBS All Access picks up Captain Pike, Spock, and Number One, where Star Trek Discovery left off, continuing their own journey, exploring, you got it, Strange New Worlds. When Discovery reintroduced us to Pike, Spock, and Number One, 50-something years after the original Star Trek pilot, The Cage, was filmed, it was a significant event. While we had, of course, gotten to know and love Spock over the years, we'd only seen Pike one other time, in the TOS episode, The Menagerie. And Number One, played by Majel Barrett, never made it out of the pilot, although Barrett herself did, as Nurse Chapel. But there was one other major character from the cage who we never got to see. And while there's been no indication yet that he will make an appearance in Strange New Worlds, it's not unreasonable to think he will. Dr. Phil Boyce was the Enterprise's chief medical officer in 2254 and a confidant of Captain Pike's. It was Boyce who said to Pike in the pilot, a man either lives life as it happens to him, meets it head on and licks it, or he turns his back on it and starts to wither away. So cue the speculation of who will be chosen to play the part of Boyce in Strange New Worlds. Never mind that executive producer Akiva Goldsman has no idea when the new show will actually begin production. Over the weekend, one intrepid fan made the astute observation that Boyce, originally played by John Hoyt in 1964, looks not dissimilar to prolific Star Trek actor Jeffrey Combs. In a tweet on Saturday, Andorian Soup posted pictures of Boyce and Combs side-by-side with the caption, Wait a minute! (laughs) That tweet, of course, caught many fans' attention and was retweeted hundreds of times. Eventually, even Combs himself saw the discussion and chimed in. He replied to one fan's comment saying, Thank you. Nice thought, but the chasm between what fans want and what the studios want make the chances of it happening slim to none, and Slim left town. But when another fan asked whether he would generally be open to returning to Trek, he said, Of course, I love Star Trek. Star Trek is life. So, Combs himself is not optimistic about the prospect, but theoretically speaking, if he were to take on the role of Boyce, it would be his ninth distinct character across four Star Trek series. If you'd like to brush up on either the character of Boyce or on Combs, you can do that on CBS All Access. You'll want to rewatch The Cage or The Menagerie for Boyce, 
and pretty much any other episode ever for Combs. (laughs) That's only a slight exaggeration. Moving on now to a Discovery Season 3 update, and the word of the day is, the show must go on. While safety measures remain in place due to concerns over the spread of COVID-19, many film and television productions have been slowed or halted altogether. That hasn't stopped Star Trek Discovery from joining a growing number of productions whose musical scores are being recorded remotely. TrekMovie.com reports that during a recent Facebook live chat, Star Trek Discovery composer Jeff Russo confirmed that he and his team of sound engineers have begun the process of recording the orchestra without an orchestra. Seated at a piano, Russo explained the difficult process of recording a score during a Hollywood lockdown. What we are doing is recording individual session players from here in Los Angeles, he said. Many of these musicians have worked with Russo before, lending their talent to Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Picard, and the Netflix series The Umbrella Academy, which was also recorded remotely. Russo went on to say that they would record each individual in their home and then combine all of it to make the orchestra, so we don't have to put everybody in the same room. After recording is completed, the enormous task of mixing it all together can begin. It's a massive undertaking, led by Emmy-nominated sound engineer Michael Perfit, who also mixed the score for Star Trek Picard. Perfit has been working with orchestra members to ensure they have the right recording equipment and know how to use it. We have made it sound great, Russo said, adding that it may sound slightly different. When asked about whether or not the Star Trek Discovery plot would affect the music in Season 3, Russo said, There will be new things musically to do, but will it change in a tone or tonality or sound? No, we are still Star Trek Discovery. We are still Star Trek. I think that is the sound of it. The sound I created in Season 1 and Season 2 is going to make it into Season 3. Russo also took some time to play for viewers from the score of Star Trek Picard. The full 52-minute live chat can be streamed on trekmovie.com. And while there is still no premiere date for Season 3 of Star Trek Discovery, you can be sure to catch up on every episode of Seasons 1 and 2, streaming now on CBS All Access. I've got Trek Trivia Tuesday in just a moment, but first, a word from me. How are you staying connected to Trek while social distancing? Are you tuning in to the many online panels, binge-watching your favorite series, crafting Twitter threads comparing your favorite alien races to types of bread? I want to know about it, and so do your fellow listeners. I'm looking for Star Trek Stories, the Staying Home Edition. Normally, Star Trek stories from Daily Star Trek News are from fans telling me how they found Star Trek and why they stayed. But now, I want to hear how Star Trek is helping you through these uncertain times. So write to me at info at dailystartreknews.com, or you can use the contact form on the website at dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact. And of course, if you write in, I may use your comments in a future episode of this show. Once again, head to dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact or email me directly at info at dailystartreknews.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. And now, 
It's Trek Trivia Tuesday. Did you know? Captain Pike was born in Mojave, California in the early 23rd century. Memory Alpha calls Pike's birthplace of Mojave prophetic, since in real life, in 2004, Mojave became America's first spaceport, the home of the first facility in the United States to be licensed for use by reusable spacecraft. So now, a trivia question for you. In Pike's youth, when he lived in Mojave, he used to ride his horses in the parkland surrounding the town. But what were the names of his two horses? Only one was ever named on screen, so you get a bonus point if you get both. Find out the answers on Friday's episode of Daily Star Trek News. Well, that's it for today's Daily Star Trek News from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out the other great shows on the network at podcasts.roddenberry.com. Daily Star Trek News is produced by me, Allison Pitt, with selected stories by Chris Peterson. We're supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out how you can add your support at patreon.com forward slash Daily Star Trek News. Sign up for the Daily Star Trek Newsletter at dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact. Get all the day's Star Trek news delivered straight to your inbox every weekday morning. And if email's not your thing, then don't forget to follow Daily Star Trek News on social media. I'm at Daily Trek News on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm back tomorrow with more of the Star Trek news you need to know, and this week in Trek history. I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper. Podcast.roddenberry.com, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Star Trek Discovery composer Jeff Russo confirmed that he. Oh, f- <laughs> that, that, that was the sound of a spider dropping down in front of my face between me and the microphone. <laughs> While I was recording, which if you ever um, record anything, is a space of less than six inches. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I have no idea where I was. <sighs>